My mother believed and my father believed that if I wanted to be president of the United States, I could be, I could be vice president. This is America. Former Vice President Joe Biden has been elected president of the United States. It is my greatest honor and privilege to have been your president. We will be back in some form. We are still deeply divided. Public health experts warned this was coming unless more was done. And here we are now. Are you proud of what happened here today? Absolutely. Never before in American history has there been an uprising like this. Of the 75 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump, I don't know how many today are feeling, dear God, what was I thinking? But I would wager a lot more are thinking, let's carry on this fight. Character matters. It matters. Tell them the truth matters. The 21st century is going to be the American century. Because we lead not only by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. That is the history of the journey of America. Hello and welcome to another episode of An Irishman in America with me, Charlotte Regan. And as always, our US correspondent, Marion McKeown. Well, what a week of stuff we have to get through from the Texas abortion law to Facebook and their whistleblower, Francis Hagen. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. William Shatner heading to the moon and this horrendous case of Jeffrey Burnham. We're going to get to it all. If you're not already a member, head over to patreon.com forward slash irishmanabroad or download the Patreon app today. And for a fiver a month, you'll get access to every single episode with Marion every single week, as well as bonus content each month. Marion, it's been an eventful week for you. You Correct me if I'm wrong, were you at the NRA AGM? And is this something that you regularly make a point of attending? Oh, wouldn't miss it for the world, Charlotte. Uh, no, you know what? I went to it, actually. It was very interesting to go back. I went to it first about three years, four years ago. It was just after Donald Trump had been elected president. And to say that the air of triumphalism at the NRA and that, yeah, we got our guy in, you know, we're, we won. We're going to crush these libtards, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to give guns to year old babies. I mean, I'm not kidding. They were literally talking about toddler training at that point. And you had Donald Trump Jr. strutting around, you know, king of the king of the hill, and he was surrounded by all his bodyguards, women, NRA women, throwing themselves at him. Oh I kid you God. not. As he, you know, like literally, he had those bodyguards, like apart from the Secret Service, like the kind of Elvis Mafia, who were, you know, like ladies, please, ladies, please. I mean, the whole thing, and like thousands of people there. And this year, I cannot tell you the contrast, because since then, obviously, Donald Trump has, you know, is no longer president, has been defeated, uh, despite the fact that they all believe he is president. Uh, And not only that, but the NRA has been declared bankrupt. It's had to move out of New York and it's uh, being sued by the New York um, Attorney General Letitia James on a number of charges. I don't think that case is going to go anywhere personally, but they are having to deal with a very messy protracted lawsuit and as well it's you know as I said there were 10,000 people in Dallas when I went the last time I counted fewer than 200 people at this event now the first thing I have to tell you in the interest of full disclosure no media are allowed into the NRA annual general meeting no media whatsoever and certainly no foreign media but this is how how I'm not going to say for want of a better word shall we say inattentive to business the NRA is that all you've got to do is become an NRA member. It used to be $25. They've doubled it to 45 now or almost doubled it because of their bankruptcy. And then they send you out 
your membership card. They also send you a knife because obviously if you're a gun organization, you're going to send a present of a knife to somebody. <laughs> and even though they're uh, totally, they pride themselves on being wrapped in the American flag and their patriotism. If you look at the knife closely, which is as blunt, <laughs> which is the, as blunt as a plastic picnic knife, it says made in China. So, you know, it, to me, this whole thing, it just sums up the NRA. But anyway, this year there was, um, as I say, they met in North Carolina. It was a basement hotel room. There were no exhibits. There was no nothing. It was supposed to take place in Houston. They postponed that because of the, um, they had to, because the, 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 it was supposed to take place in September. The Delta variant in Houston was was just killing people by the hundreds every day. So it, as I say, it ended up in in um, North Carolina, in Charlotte. I walked in, breezed past a giant sign that said, no press allowed, touting my little membership card. And I was the only journalist there, which wow. I thought was bizarre. I'm, I'm amazed that, you know what I mean? And But it was such a... A bizarre event because you know the the their leader they're they're like Wayne Lapierre is one of the most sinister figures I have ever come across in my life. Now he has been their executive vice president for since the 1990s, the early 1990s. It doesn't matter who's president. It doesn't matter who's you know whatever he absolutely controls that organization. And in the midst of all this, where he has you know been accused of squandering billions of dollars, like spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on suits, on private air travel, on all kinds of things, even as their coffers were, were emptying. But he stood up so triumphant and basically said, you know, it doesn't matter that Donald Trump has been defeated. Now I'm paraphrasing because we now have the Supreme Court. We got the Supreme Court and this is how the NRA sees it. So there's a big case coming up in the Supreme Court in this term. And I think it's going to be in early December about the right to carry concealed weapons um, and, and the right to openly carry. And they really believe that the Supreme Court is going to strike a blow for them and that it was all worth it that, you know, paying like they they took full credit again Lapierre took full credit again for getting Trump elected said Trump would never have been elected without the NRA and then without Trump being elected they would never have got the Supreme Court and now they like so they really draw this sinister causal connection between all these events and the sad thing is they're probably right to a degree that getting Trump getting Trump's three conservative judges and and the Supreme Court now which is a mockery of of what a Supreme Court is supposed to be it's basically a Republican super Senate and uh, where th these judges are just politicians in robes and where they will sign off on 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 things like this so we'll see what happens with that case but there was a challenge uh, one of the members present, stood up and uh, accused Lapierre of basically all the things I've said, of squandering the NRA's money, of fraud, of treachery, of any number of things. And he proposed that Lapierre be disbarred and taken, that he be immediately dismissed as this executive, powerful vice president. No sooner had this guy stood up than this other guy with the most spectacular toupee I have ever seen, who must have been 106, literally shuddered up onto the a, a sort of a jerry-rigged kind of stage where you have to stand up to oppose a motion and put the hands up in the air. It was like Moses calming the Red Sea or whatever and 
you know, basically enough and we are keeping Lapierre, etc. And, you know, objected. There was then a show of hands. Lapierre stayed on like he, the people who opposed his removal easily outnumbered the people who wanted his removal. But I spoke to several of them and it is interesting because it's a bit like it kind of mirrors the Republican Party. Like most of the NRA is it was always a far right lobbying organization, you know, but but they've gone to the extremes that even though they know Lapierre has done all of these appalling things, they won't get rid of him because they believe that, you know, that no matter what he his sins are, that the fact that he has managed, you know, he managed to land Trump in the White House and land a, a 6-3 conservative majority Supreme Court absolves him of everything else. And so... But we're but, talking but millions, Marion. We're talking like like the stuff that's been said about this guy in terms of like the, oh, the gifts, diverting millions of the organization's yeah, funds. Spending money on private yachts, yeah. private planes. Oh, also you know, support kind of his lavish on, life. Yeah. Yeah, like literally he was living, he was taking the NRA membership money. Now, they claim they have five million members. I so much doubt that. Uh, and there's never, you can't prove it either way. But look, you know, it, it seems to me spectacularly unlikely they're bankrupt now. But he really pushed them down the road to bankruptcy by just the, the appalling profligacy. Now, there's a whole, they are, they hired this um, advertising agency as well, and they've fallen out of them now. But like hundreds of millions were, were swapping hands. They put 30 million in, into Trump's campaign, his 2016 campaign. And, you know, it was it was the most of any single I think organization. Uh, so they wield enormous power in America, and they wield even more power now because America, the GOP, has lurched so far to the right, and they credit themselves with pushing it to the right. But there is a, a constituent number; it's it's a minority within the NRA who say, "Look, we were hunters. We started off as people who wanted to support guns for hunters, for you know, to protect Second Amendment rights as we saw them, to allow people to have a gun in their home to protect themselves against intruders. You know, this has all gone too far. And this guy Peter Tate, who proposed that Lapierre be be got rid of, was one of the people who said this has all gone too far. But as I say, they're they're a small they're a minority and they're not going to take over the NRA and get it back onto any path that, you know, if you respect their right, and which I do because people have different views. Gun culture in America is like car culture. And I've said this to George Arlott, like telling people you're going to take their guns. It's like telling Americans you're going to take their cars in mm. some states. They just, they they, it, they see it as as big an assault on their freedoms. Now, we totally don't see it that way. But this is how America you know, this is goes deep into the history of America where they never had a national police force, where it was all about self-regulating, self-policing, that kind of frontier spirit. And it's gone bananas. And, you know, and like, you know, you hear them talk about things like school shootings where they either deny that they happen, they say it's a conspiracy, whatever. It's an organization that has totally lost the run of itself, that got drunk on its own power. And that has become so corrupt. But yet its members, as I said, they They'll go to hell with with Wayne Lapierre, even if it means destroying the organization, the process, much as the Republican Party has, you know, hitched its wagon to Trump, even if it destroys the party in the long run. The two are on parallel tracks. And it's, it was really interesting to see it up close like that. But as I say, to see how, you know, the usual, like what it has become in four years in terms of like that tiny number of people who were there, there were no um, sideshows, there were no exhibits, there was none of the usual like three day gun festival, which is what it is. 
uh, normally. And, you know, and I've no doubt that they will. They're so hardcore. They will survive. They will, you know, take this court case. And I suspect that they, you know, they may have grounds to say, look, we're a legitimate organization. You mightn't like what we do, but we have the right to exist. Um, and, <laughs> oh. and But as I say, they're in they're in a they're in very troubled times. But the paranoia and the defiance that came from Lapierre and like it's so interesting, their sense of grievance and persecution. It's just a microcosm of the Republican Party of what it is today. So there you have it. That's your taste of the Irishman in America for this week with Marion McKeown. Come on over and hear the rest of the conversation by becoming a member at patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad and enjoy all these conversations in full, including our feature interview every Sunday and our back catalogue of nearly eight years of interviews at patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad. Ready? You have the cameras rolling? This is America. A lot of people who would probably consider themselves liberal have done very well financially under the Donald Trump four years. You encouraged espionage against our people. You condemn any interference by Russia in the American election. By Russia or anybody else. Russia, please, if you can, get us Hillary Clinton's emails. Please, Russia, please. To renew America, we must revitalize our democracy.